Two weeks ago, we discussed how it is expected and necessary that every Christian should receive the Holy Spirit. Last week, we discussed how the Holy Spirit manifests himself uniquely in every Christian life for the preaching of the gospel and the upbuilding of the community. Today, we are going to discuss the Holy Spirit's role in the church, as it is only with this understanding that we can understand and engage in the Synod on Synodality. Consider our reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. If his goal was simply to come up with an analogy for a complicated system of many diverse parts working together, why did he use the image of a body and not of a city? After all, it was very common in the Greek philosophy of the time and era to use cities as analogies for everything. Plato's Republic was entirely built on the analogy of a city. Well, what happens if you remove a person from a city? The city is not permanently damaged, and the person can survive and even thrive elsewhere. And what happens if you split a city, if half the population goes elsewhere? Well, then you have two cities, each of which can build themselves up again. But not so with a body. If I cut off my arm, my body will be permanently disfigured, and my arm will rot. And if I split myself in half, I will die. This is because a body, unlike a city, contains the principle of life, which is also the principle of biological unity. A person can still live, even removed from a society, because that person contains within themselves the principle of life. But an arm cannot live apart from a body because the arm does not contain within itself the principle of life. In Christianity, this principle of life and unity is called the soul, and it is what makes every part of each living thing work together rather than fall apart. St. Paul uses the image of a body, rather than a city, deliberately. He is not just looking for an image of a complex system of relationships working together. He is intentionally using an image where the parts are united by a singular principle of life, and apart from their connection to this principle of life, they will die. And he tells us that the Holy Spirit is the soul, the principle of life, the principle of unity for the church. The Spirit is the entity that gives the church her unity and that causes us to work together for the same purpose. Apart from the Spirit and apart from the church, we will die. And if we lose any of our members, we will be permanently disfigured. It follows, then, that the Holy Spirit governs the church in the same way that the soul governs a body. It is the Spirit who has a plan and direction, and it is the Spirit who helps each member of the body to live out its proper role, 
and it is the Spirit who ensures that the members of the body are working together rather than at cross-purposes. The Church belongs to the Holy Spirit, not to the members, even though each member of the body does have his or her own unique and individual role to play, as we discussed last week. Which means that a healthy church and a healthy parish works hard to discern the will and workings of the Holy Spirit. But we do not discern the will of the Holy Spirit by sitting down and asking ourselves, what is the will of the Holy Spirit? Because in my experience, most people who begin a sentence with, the Holy Spirit wants the church to end that sentence with their own desires, not anything rooted in the will of God. Instead, we have to remember that the Holy Spirit is already at work in the church. The Spirit has never stopped being in charge and has never stopped directing the body. Sometimes we ourselves become obstacles to the work of the Holy Spirit, like in a body when the gallbladder or the tonsils flare up, or the heart decides it just wants to stop pumping for a couple minutes. And that can definitely cause serious problems in the body. But the presence of a health issue does not mean the soul has given up or become absent from the body. The Holy Spirit continues to guide our church. He is already here, and he is already working. We simply need to become attuned to where he is. Which brings us to the Synod on Synodality, Pope Francis's multi-year, worldwide process of essentially bodybuilding. As best as I can tell, the Pope believes that much of the body of the Church is currently working at cross-purposes with itself, and that the more Christians assemble together and discuss issues of faith, the healthier the body will be. That is, the more we will be united in our adherence to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. To that end, the fundamental questions of the Synod that the Pope is asking the entire world to discuss is, a synodal church, in announcing the gospel, journeys together. How is this journeying together happening today in your particular church? What steps does the Spirit invite us to take in order to grow in our journeying together? Can you see how these questions are also based in body imagery? In order for the body of Christ, united by the Holy Spirit, to announce the gospel, the fundamental questions put that front and center, a, a church announces the gospel, in order for the body of Christ, united by the Holy Spirit, to announce the gospel, the body has to be united, working for the same purpose, something the Synod documents refer to as journeying together. When we ask how we are currently journeying together, we are identifying those places where the body is currently functional, united carrying out the will of the Holy Spirit, which is the preaching of the gospel. When we ask about ways in which we are not journeying together, 
We are asking about places where the body is confused, at cross-purposes, unhealthy, and unable to follow the guidance of the Spirit in the preaching of the Gospel. To put this another way, a way that I have found more helpful in my own reflections, where do I, where do we see the Holy Spirit currently shining forth in the Church? When a person is sick, their personality gets stifled, and they are dominated by their illness. When a person is healthy, their full self is able to shine through. The same is true for the church. Those places where the Holy Spirit is obviously visible and obviously working are those places where the church is healthy, while those places where the Holy Spirit can hardly be seen are those places where the church is sick. Two weeks ago, Pope Francis gave a reflection that I have also found helpful here. He said, Synodality is a style to be assumed, in which the main protagonist is the Holy Spirit, who is expressed first and foremost in the Word of God, read, meditated upon, and shared together. What are the three things that the Pope said? First, Synodality is a style to be assumed. This means that, as cliché as it sounds, this whole thing is more about the journey than the destination. The more we pray together, the more we share together, the more we serve together, the more united the Church will be as one singular body. But we have to make a habit of it, Make it something that we do naturally and automatically. What is the second thing the Pope said? He said that the Holy Spirit is the protagonist. The point is not just to be together, but to be together under the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit. Being together under the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit is a solid definition of what it means to be the Church. We're not just together, and we're not just individually united to the Holy Spirit. The Church is united together under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Finally, the Pope said that the Spirit is expressed first and foremost in the Word of God, read, meditated upon, and shared together. It will be impossible to discern the presence of the Holy Spirit if we do not know who God truly is. Apart from Scripture, we are just as likely to believe that God is made in our own image. But when we walk together in the Word of God, we begin to recognize who God truly is because we are reading His self-revelation. And then, confident in our relationship with and recognition of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to recognize the Holy Spirit working in our own lives, in our parishes, and in our church. Seeing where the Holy Spirit is working, we can then pursue those avenues which are clearly blessed and guided by the Spirit, and leave behind those false ways of acting or thinking, which take us further from the Holy Spirit's direction and plan.
So, what do we do with all of this? Step one is to participate in listening sessions. The Pope wants you and every other Catholic in the world to have the experience of sitting with your fellow Christians and talking about where you have found the Holy Spirit in the Church, to discuss where you have already seen him working, We have a team of dedicated parish volunteers ready to lead these sessions, and they will be in the gathering space after Mass to sign up all who are interested. However, if these listening sessions only result in a bunch of reports and one meeting of a bunch of people in Rome, they will be a failure. The Pope has reminded us that praying together and walking together are essential aspects of being Christians together. So my hope, and his, is that these listening sessions will only be the first step, and they will inspire you to find more ways to journey together in the Spirit. I hope that you will establish Bible studies and small prayer groups so that journeying together can become a lifelong habit for us individually and for our church. And I plan to spend much of my time and effort as pastor here to make that happen. We have discussed many things, so a brief summary in three points. First, It is not our church. It is the Holy Spirit's church. Second, we carry out the will of the Holy Spirit by working together as a body and carrying out our unique roles in that body. Third and finally, the Holy Spirit is already at work in the church. And if we journey together in faith, especially in small communities, united and inspired by the scriptures, we will be able to recognize where the Holy Spirit is already working and join ourselves to that work.